The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing the all-new RAV4 Hybrid. 208 combined horsepower and standard all-wheel drive make it the most powerful RAV4. Plus, with its head-turning style and breakaway speed, it's bound to change the way you think of a hybrid. The all-new RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota. Let's go places. Horsepower. Ratings achieved using the required premium and gasoline with an octane rating of 91 or higher. Premium fuel is not used. Performance will decrease. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my buddy Grant Neifer. Grant, how's it going over there? Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be a good night. I stacked Oakland everywhere. Unfortunately, I just had all the wrong, all the wrong guys in all the wrong places. But still a profitable night, and I'm ready for this next slate to, to, to make some money. Yeah, uh, I'm having a pretty profitable slate too, so uh, kind of excited about that. Uh, always good to, you know, kind of get a little streak going, which seems like I have. So, uh, obviously, when you have streaks going, it seems like you want to keep going. Uh, so, tomorrow, it seems like a slate I definitely uh, – I was uneasy about playing because it just seems like the pitching is so meh in both slates. I just don't know what to do with it. Uh, I really am confused, but uh, that, we'll play the, the hand that we're dealt, right, and kind of figure it out. So, uh, that's what we're going to do on this slate. And I think there's some options that we can obviously consider, but uh, it's, it's not the greatest slate for pitching uh it's one of those where today it was a lot of fun i think with pitching but a little rougher today but let's start dive right in we're gonna do the main slate uh we will talk about the uh, san francisco giants and the pittsburgh pirates this is as you know the first game of the night and it is a uh sorry i'm on the wrong page here it is I am blanking on the total on it, but we have Chad Cool on the mound anyways. Like he's one guy that I'm going to like a ton, Grant. Uh, as I pull this up, I want to talk about him. Uh, I, I'm i attacking the Giants right now uh, with pitchers. Uh, I like Tyon today. It was unfortunate that he got hurt in the game, but uh, I think they're a strikeout upside against the Giants. Uh, almost not against any pitcher, maybe not any pitcher, but when you have a pitcher that has strikeout upside, I think we want to target them. And I think Chad Cool has a ton of upside here. I do worry about the lefties though, right? And Brandon Bell totally kill a pitch count. And some of these lefties could be death to him, but I think Chad Cool is a very interesting tournament play. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the problem is like the upsides there. So the Giants are always a very prepared team. They generally do pretty well within division. They're a team that don't really strike out a whole lot, but just obviously lately, they, they've been striking out boatloads, and there's been a huge amount of upside. Honestly, um, I have some interest in cool for tournaments, but that just shows you how crappy the pitching is on the slate. But, like, this is not a safe matchup by any means, especially going against lefties. Cool can strike out or can walk a whole lot of guys. He can get into a bunch of trouble. It gives up a lot of hard contact. Honestly, I think I'm leaning more towards stacking the Giants on this small slate. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's tough for me. I'm, I'm just a cool believer. Maybe that, that's a bias I have. Like, I have this bias that I need to obviously break uh, a little bit here. I, and those lefties are scary on the Giants. So I totally get if you want to go that route. Uh, it's just the mid-tier pitching is not the greatest. But there's a couple other guys that we'll talk about, especially one in the next game. Uh, I guess another guy that's in the mid-tier or cheaper range, he's 6.4K, and we never see this. Uh, you know, Jeff Samarja, I know he got destroyed last week, but uh, against this Pirates team, that they don't strike out a ton. There doesn't seem as much upside against them what are you doing with Jeff Samarja because man 6.4k on Jeff Samarja Grant that just seems crazy on a full slate I probably would barely consider it on this small of a slate I have to um he's just been so bad since he come back from injury maybe they rushed him um but I mean at least they're pitching in Pittsburgh so it's a little bit of a pitcher's ballpark um but like he's just been so dreadful but that 6.4k price tag is just so small that you pretty much have to consider him so yeah he's in play like all the numbers he's had this year completely point towards not playing him, but 
just the fact that there's it's scarce and what he was doing last year, he's in play. Yeah, I just I, it's it's so interesting at that price, right? And it's just this slate is kind of ugly with pitching, so I think it becomes in play in tournaments. Uh, definitely something to consider. Not one of my favorite things to do on the slate. Uh, again, it's a it's a smaller slate. I kind of agree with your take. If it was a full slate, no way. But uh, the one thing to like about Samarja too is the walk rate is still down, right? Uh, if you look at everything, you know, four point eight percent walk rate. Let me see actually for this season only. Uh, I have it for both seasons, but let me see this season. Oh no, this season it's up. Uh, yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, no, he, he's completely lost yeah. his control. Yeah, it's just oh man, I, I hate playing any guy that lost his control. Again, I was I was kind of confused when I saw the number in the plate IQ, but yeah, when you pulled in twenty eighteen, had the wrong uh, tab up on there. Just fifteen point three percent walk rate, and the K percentage is down a ton. Uh, it's just. I don't know. I think we can. I think there's better options where I'm not going to mess around with it. Uh, I'm just going to cross him off and kind of stay away. I already like cool. I'd rather take a shot on him, even though I know it can be a, a little risky with that as a pesky Giants lineup. But it, this is not one of my favorite games on the slate. I think we can move on from it pretty quick, right, Grant? Honestly, I should probably mention the fact that uh, Pittsburgh walks so much, and like Jeff Smarjit this year has been just so incredibly bad versus lefties. The Frazier, Polanco, Bell, Dickerson. Uh, Moran are all in play, and I'm probably going to be stacking them a few different ways. But that's not something I'm terribly happy about. Just he could be getting real wild and just get absolutely lit up in this match. Well, I mean, guys like Polanco, Bell, Dickerson, there's a lot of pop there. Moran, like you talked about. So I, I don't hate it, Grant. I don't think it's a terrible idea on this slate to do that. So uh, I think overall, if you look at some Marge's numbers, Definitely interesting, right? The Woba at 529, the ISO at 400 against lefties, average exit velocity 89, the hard hit percentage 40%, fly balls 48%. It's ugly, Grant. So, uh, all in all, I mean, it's a pretty small sample size. It's something to keep in mind before anyone listening, not you, Trav, you know what you're doing. Uh, but anyone listening, like, keep in mind that's not a big sample size because obviously he doesn't face nearly as many lefties as righties. So just got to know that if you just look at those numbers straight up, then if you're not stacking Pittsburgh, you're crazy. But when you look at him in context of how many he's faced, it brings it back down to earth. Yeah, and it's weird. It's just such an ugly pigeon slate. Some people might do what I was thinking to start, like kind of default to like maybe we can make Jeff Samarja a thing. But the more and more I think about it, I don't want to do it, Grant. I think I'm just staying away. Like I said, there's other guys in the mid-tier that I think I can get away with and take some shots on already. And I don't want to take shots on all these guys. I can't play 10% of all of them. So uh, I'll just take my chances on Chad Poole over Samarja and kind of call it a day. And then I don't mind that, that pirate stack a little bit more looking at the walk rate and how hard he's getting hit. I think it's a decent idea to consider. Uh, let's move on to the next game. I kind of skipped one real quick. Let's go to the Mets and the Phillies. And uh, there could be some weather here. I don't know. That's Ross' job. We'll let him take care of all that. But we'll just break down the game as normal. And uh, just give you a little premium uh, peek inside the, the paywall. We have the umpire data up right now. If you want to check that out, head on over, uh, buy our premium product. Uh, there's tons of good stuff in there. Ownership protections. Uh, so, many, so, so much stuff in lineup HQ. Cheese is Goods article. And Cheese's article is the greatest. Like, I know you love that, Grant. But uh, we got umpire data in here. And we have an extreme pitcher umpire for a guy like Noah Syndergaard extreme strikeout guy and one thing I, I think is good for him is I worry against the Phillies because the Phillies are a team that can run on him a lot but if he is getting a lot of these strikeouts and again he's an elite pitcher and he can obviously get there but you know every everything matters right and th- that little bit could help so uh 
you know, it can, it can turn, you know, a strikeout into a wall, a walk instead. Like if the guy got walked and then Cesar Hernandez uh, stole a base and he, uh, you know, got hit in off a single because he's fast, like that could be a problem. But uh, maybe that uh, walk that happened gets turned into a strike because of this umpire. Obviously it can be a, a big help. So uh, I like Syndergaard. I liked them already from the start. I was worried a little bit about the Phillies lineup, but that'll help us out. Uh, what's your take on Syndergaard here, Grant? Is he the guy you want to pay up for? Because it's going to be a conversation between him and Charlie Morton today. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, definitely. So, I mean, the thing is, also a guy like Syndergaard that just throws out of his shoes and can get his pitch count a little bit high, like, he really benefits quite a bit from a good pitcher's umpire. So, like, you basically just lock him in if the weather holds up. If not, then he may be forced to go to Charlie Morton. But, yeah, I, I, I thought, like, maybe as a very, very sneaky Philly stack, but there's you're just hoping that he gets – is uh, pitch count high if you're going to go over there. But, yeah, Syndergaard's just the way to go. Yeah, and I, I mean, weather's going to matter too, right? Like, that's obviously going to play into factor, uh, you know, for cash games and tournaments. Uh, that'll obviously dictate ownership. So, obviously, stay tuned for that. We're doing this late at night, and it says red, but I don't know for sure. So, we'll have to see. Uh, love Syndergaard in this spot. think there's a lot of strikeout upside. Gr- good spot for him. Uh, Mets side of the ball against Zach Eflin. Any interest in the Mets bats? They've really cooled down. I really don't have too much interest, Grant. I mean, Vegas is kind of semi-interested with a 4.42 run total. Uh, Eflin's not that great of a pitcher. You have any interest, Grant? I, I do a little bit. I mean, Eflin, since the beginning of last year, is giving up a decent amount of hard contact to lefties. Like, he, his numbers versus lefties just aren't good. And, yeah, he had that just lights-out uh, start, I think, the last one, and he's got some good potential. But uh, this is a small slate, and nothing really looks that pretty. So having a lineup with, what, five different lefties in it, four or five different lefties in it, going up against Eflin does – like draw some considerations there. They're not going to have any ownership with Coors on the slate and Houston versus Fister. So I, I, they're definitely in play. All right. Yeah. I, I'm not buying on it, but I get it. Uh, I understand with Eflin, but I, I don't know. I think I'm going to try and take stands in other spots if I can. So, uh, but I don't know. We'll have to see as we go throughout the slate, see if there's like a cheap stack that I can get on. Uh, but they are cheap too, right? There are some bats that we can obviously like for a decent price tag, like Brandon Nemo batting first at 3.1 K. I mean, Cespedes is cheap. Uh, 4.1 K is a really nice price on him. So Conforto at 3.6. So maybe they are the cheap stack to like on this slate, or at least one of them, uh, you know, talk about the pirates i feel like i like the pirates a little more uh, over them instead as a, a cheaper stack that i'll go to but i think they're one of the cheaper stacks that could be in play on this slate uh let's go to the next game atlanta braves miami marlins uh this is an eight total here we got mike soraka versus jarlin or Yarling garcia i don't know how to say it uh grant but uh mike soraka or soroka he's a guy that i think we should have some interest in against the miami marlins uh lineup this marlins lineup is obviously one that isn't shrinking at a ton so you can obviously uh you know make some arguments that the upside isn't there as much as you would think but uh, this price tag here at 7.5K is appealing. It's a good pitcher's park, and he's a pretty young, talented guy. I kind of like buying in on the young, talented guys and getting ahead of the game on them, especially when they're in good matchups. What's your take on him? Because I like him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I'm not really a huge fan of playing pitchers against the Marlins, but Rock, like his, this is an ugly slate, and his price tag is good. And you look at his, um, look at his minor league numbers. There's not a real long track record of it, but pretty much every single spot he goes he really just crushes I mean his xfip has never been higher than a 3.3 in any spot from a all the way up to the majors um he showed a decent k rate uh in triple a with a 9.6 I don't think it'll be that high in the majors but even at a like just a little bit above league average going up against this Marlins team and 
the fact that he can control runs, he's definitely in play. I mean, there's another guy at pretty much the same price tag or slightly cheaper that I like a lot that we'll get to later, but he's the other guy that I'm looking at as 7K. Yeah, again, like I, I think like Cool, Soroka are like two guys that I'm considering. There's there is one more, uh actually a couple others I think that we can we can talk about and consider uh on this slate. But uh yeah, this mid tier has got some interesting guys that we can talk about for sure, and I think he's in play. Uh Garcia, any interest in him? I think it's more so just having interest in those righties and that Braves offense that's pretty good. It seems like they're cooling down a little bit off of that little hot stretch they came on. So I think I'm just gonna kind of stay away from the Braves right now. They're also pretty expensive if you want to roster these guys. Maybe I'll take a shot at a Tyler Flowers or a, a Kurt uh, Kurt Suzuki, but uh, I don't want it to go too crazy with them. Just in this ballpark, it's more of a pitcher's park, and it feels like they just have cooled down. Uh, are you targeting these Braves, this Braves offense? Yep, yep, I will most certainly. I mean, Albies is just doing ridiculous things. Acuna is a guy that is a very, very good young hitter. Like, all the way up and down, they have some decent spots. I mean, even in Ciardi batting uh, in the nine hole, like, this is just – this is probably my favorite sneaky stack of the entire slate just because people look at Garcia's numbers and they see the, what, 2.5 ERA, which was a one before last start. People are just going to look, oh, he just got beat up. No, his XFIP and every other number has shown him to be a complete and total fraud all season. He's due for some giant regression, even more than he had the last game. He's not a good pitcher, and it's going to show. And he doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. He walks a decent amount of guys. Like, he's not an extreme ground ball pitcher. There's nothing good about him. So I will be stacking against him heavily. Yeah, I mean, I have been stacking them all, you know, since this hot streak started, and they just kind of cooled down a little bit. I, I guess I probably should still stay on them, Grant. Uh, maybe, maybe you've talked me into it uh, to stay on them a little bit. So they are intriguing still, though. Like, I, I can't ignore what Al, that lineup of Albies, Acuna, Freeman. Even Marquegas has been well. It's just one thing I love about the Brave stack is it just helps make catcher easier. I hate rostering catchers. So I can just plug in Suzuki in my stack or Flowers. It makes it easy. And even Jose Batista, I, I think there's a lot of pop there uh, for him. Uh, just, just a nice chance cheap third baseman that has some pop is always good so uh maybe you talk me into it a little bit grant uh, they're definitely more intriguing and garcia's not a guy i like so obviously i want to target him but uh, and hey freddie freeman against a lefty too he'll go under own which uh, i mean how can you pass on they're that? all gonna That's- go under own i mean people didn't realize that the astros and a course game is on the slate and all of them kind of have similar price tags to every single one of the guys in this lineup I mean, you look at Freeman, the first baseman's and cores, like Braun is slightly cheaper. People aren't going to go with Freeman. Like, they'll pay down way less for Yuli. Uh, Albies, like, there, there's so many options that are cheaper and better positions, I put in quotation marks, all over the board in these three spots. So, I, I just I, – they're going to go way under own. It's the same situation you've had in Boston the last few days where people pay up for cores and they just kind of leave Boston alone. Yeah, maybe you're right, Grant. Like, and dude, the Astros really messed me up today, man. Of course, I t- I got off my Cardinals stack on my main tournament team, Grant. When and they hit all these bombs, and the Astros did nothing against Cole Hamels, who still finds a way to figure it out. And I talked about how great of an idea it was to not really play the Astros and just like you know let Cole Hamels do his thing, like he always has been doing. So, yeah, I, you know, maybe I will try and go to the Braves over the Astros. I had a hundred and a full Astro. I had a hundred points with a full Astros stack and Verlander still to go. Yeah, that didn't turn out too well. Yeah, definitely disappointing uh, after that. But, uh, yeah, uh, any interest on the opposite side of the Maryland side? Justin Bohr, like, he's the one guy I'll take as a one-off, and then that's it. I feel like I say that all the time against already, but I feel like it is worth saying because uh, DraftKings hates him and has him at 3.3K. Yeah, no, uh, it's still way too low, and it's still ridiculous to me. Um, we don't have a huge 
long list of how uh, Sorco, Sorco, whatever his name is, uh, does against lefties and righties. Um, just looking at his stuff, I, I don't. He has a sinker ball, so he's more of a. He should be more of a ground ball guy. That's generally way he throws. So I don't think that has drastic split changes. So just based off of um, his pitch style, I don't think he's going to be that drastic of lefty righty. So you can use Real Muto. Like I don't think he's a bad play. Prado and Castro. You can stack this if you want a real cheap stack and to pay up for like do a double stack with the Rockies or Brewers and these guys. I don't think it's the worst idea. But Bohr is far and away the best play. And then if you need a cash game catcher, then Real Muto is not a bad way to go. Yep, I think that's uh, there's some good takes there, Grant. Let's move on to the next game. And again, the Astros that disappointed us are going against the Texas Rangers. Eight and a half total here. Doug Fister against Charlie Morton. And man, I feel like Doug Fister like is in that uh, you know pitcher magician team where they just they they find a way to somehow like figure out how to get it done. And I don't understand. Uh, they somehow don't get blown up every single start, and it seems like they should get blown up more. Uh, so. Are you stacking the Astros here? It seems like everyone else is going to. I think in cash games, if you want to get exposure to these guys, I think it's fine. And, you know, if some guys get good lineup bump spots, like, say, uh, uh, you know, Evan Gaddis or Brian McCann is a good lineup. So one of the cheaper guys has, you want to get exposure, I think that's fine. Or if you're paying down, you want to get one of these guys. Uh, the Springer Altuve is great. I don't hate it. But if the stack is going to be high on Grant, I'm thinking about staying away. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the problem with this is I'm a big fan of playing batters versus their old pitchers. Uh, that's almost always a thing. Like, they've seen him pitch more. The problem is that on this slate, like, I don't think Correa was really playing with him. I don't think Bregman was, and I don't think Yuli were playing there. So that kind of kills that idea to a certain extent. Um, like, yeah, I'd rather go Coors than I'd rather than go with Houston. It's just that simple. Uh, maybe people are going to be defeated from yesterday. Maybe it's going to come in at low ownership. I have to kind of wait and see what Jamino has to say or whoever's doing it on the weekend. But I, I don't see the reason to go with Houston on this slate. Yeah, I mean, sure, get some exposure to him. But if you're telling me, like, Astros and Coors are the high-owned ones, I'll just go over to Coors. I think that's, like, what I'm thinking in my head and makes the most sense to me. So uh, I'd rather end up doing that instead because uh, Coors is definitely the spot I'm going to want to target. Uh, we didn't talk about Charlie Morton yet, and I think we have to have interest in him. I know he's 12.8K, but what's your take on him? He's so expensive. And, the pro- like, I just way, way – rather have Syndergaard like just so so far above uh considering the price tags but Syndergaard might not be in place so uh I guess if for cash if Syndergaard is not available to play because of the conditions you might be forced to put Morton in as your SP1 I mean depending on what value is on the board yeah, I think I'm going to take the savings, uh, the 1.3K savings, and go to Syndergaard if I can. But if not, I'll find a way to go up to Morton if I have to uh, for the safety. That's fine. I want to talk about something else, though, Grant, on Fandle. Because we've got people that play over there, too. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, 10K. Charlie Morton, 9.3. Uh, do you think that $700 is worth going down to Morton, possibly? Because uh, he is cheaper over there. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a scenario where Houston's such a massive favorite. I mean, you're not a huge fan of – like going for the win, but they're a pretty big favorite. So the chance of him getting a win are way more likely, which is way more important on FanDuel. Plus, Morton's the type of guy that's more likely to get a quality start than Syndergaard because Syndergaard can get yanked a little bit earlier, and Morton tends to go a little bit deeper in the games than him. Yeah, uh, Grant, I'm, by the way, right now, I'm pulling up my own hour, hourly weather for tomorrow just to kind of see what's going on. Because obviously that matters. Yeah, it's supposed to rain in New York a lot tomorrow. Uh, pulling it up now. Yeah, it's supposed to rain like all day, man. So this is not looking good. Obviously, things can change. It looks like it stops at 11. So 
Uh, it's not looking good for that game, obviously. But again, stay tuned for Roth, and that's going to matter. Uh, it could just make our decision easier to want to go up to Morton and just take that safe uh, option with him. But uh, obviously, Morton is certainly in play against a Texas lineup that likes to strike out a ton. Uh, Morton has been phenomenal. I mean, what Houston has done with pitchers has been absolutely incredible. I mean, if you look at Morton's numbers, it, it's just crazy to see. Uh, the K percentage is pretty good. I mean, against lefties, it's a 38%. Uh, percent, and then uh, against righties, it's 21.9. Overall, 28.7 K percentage. Uh, hard hit percentage is only at 28.3, which is great to see. Uh, overall, he just has phenomenal numbers. 56.6% ground ball. Uh, it's just phenomenal with Charlie Morton. So uh, he's he seems like the safer guy and probably the guy I'm actually going to end up going to because I just think that weather is going to get us off of uh, Syndergaard. But, uh, yeah, and looking it, more into it, uh, the Rangers are probably going to roll out, what, five, six lefties? And Morton's a bit of a reverse splits guy. Like that 33% K rate. Uh, versus lefties going back to the beginning of last year and 38 this year. <sighs> Starting to go more towards Morton because I know that that game's going to be dirty up in, uh, up in Philly. Yeah, and on top of that, like uh, one guy I want to just talk about a little bit, and I agree with you on Morton. I like him, but there is one that I kind of fear a little bit in this lineup. It's going to be Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo against ground ball guys is, is just uh, that works for him, right? The he he hits ground balls really well. Uh, I should say ground ball pitcher. So that's the one bat I'm going to so, sort of fear in this lineup. But again, you said he sort of reverse split, so that could obviously be in our favor. And Joey Gallo, he he can strike out a ton, so there's a lot of upside there for Morton. Uh, overall, I kind of think I'm going to end up leaning Morton. Uh, by the more and more we've talked about, it just seems like Morton's going to be that guy that I end up going to more so in my cash games and in tournaments. But say that Mets game does go, obviously you get some low ownership if people are worried about the weather. Uh, anyone on the Rangers side that you're worried about or you'd like the roster? I think the only, only guy I really look at is Joey Gallo as a one-off. What about you? Yeah, it's the same thing, but I don't even want to play. Like, I'd, I'd rather roster Joey Gallo against a guy that gives a lot of hard contact or a guy that doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, but – yeah, Morton's neither of those, so I'm just full on fade to Texas. All right, sounds good to me, Grant. Uh, let's move on to the next game, and it's going to be a game that a lot of people want to play. Uh, it's Coors Field, Milwaukee Brewers, Colorado Rockies, 10.5 total. Chase Anderson against Kyle Freeland. And, uh, you know, it seems like the the total for the Rockies and the Brewers, it's only at 5.46 and 5.04 right now, which seems kind of lower than you would think for a Coors game at least. But uh, what's your take on this game? Like, uh, what bats are you specifically targeting? How many bats? Uh, is this the game you just go overweight on? What's your take? Uh, I think the main bats I'm going to be targeting are going to be the righties of Milwaukee. Um, so Chase or Kyle Freeland, uh, from looks of it, is just way better versus uh, or way better versus lefties than he is versus righties. Um, and Aguilar, Pena, Arcia, Kane, Braun are outside of Kane. Like all these guys tend to be a little bit too unowned. They have a lower implied team total than the Rockies. And Chase Anderson's a better pitcher than Freeland and actually has stuff that isn't going to be terribly hurt in this type of weather. I mean, he's not a guy that throws a curve or a slider that's really going to be hammered by the uh, thin air. So I'd side more on the Milwaukee side for stacking than I would with the Colorado side. Yeah, same. I agree with you. Uh, you know, give me Ryan Braun. I'm sure Domingo Santana, Lorenzo Cain, all those righties I want to load up on Jesus Aguilar. I think he's going to hit a home run tomorrow. I like him a lot in this spot. So uh, we have to see what the lineup is. Brewers, they, they move the lineup a lot, but I, I want to load up on Brewers. They're the guys that I'm going to mainly target. Uh, obviously get some exposure to some of these lefties, depending on if they have good lineup spots. Like uh, if I have the money for Blackman, sure, but I don't know if I'll have the money for him. Uh, it seems like I won't hit him tomorrow. But maybe for like Carlos Gonzalez for cheap or Apara, but uh, I, I'm with you. I want that uh, Brewer side of the ball a little bit more uh, like those righties a ton. And then, Hey, 
Uh, if you're stacking the Brewers, play Travis Shaw with him. Travis Shaw is really good at baseball, and uh, he can hit uh, lefties just as fine. Like he's, I mean, obviously you want him against a righty instead, but uh, you know once that bullpen gets in there, uh, the game is already 10-10 in that Rockies Brewers game right now. So uh, yeah, those bullpens obviously were giving it up. So is that game's uh, still not over. Darn. Yeah, it's so it was 10-8 Grant when we started, and then we got that uh, Manny Pena hit a home run while we were doing it, and uh, I got money on the Brewers tonight, so I'm very happy about that. I paid, of course, so that just cost me. I, I was winning like three grand before we started now now i'm not winning money yeah it's all good grant you know what happens uh variance we'll blame it on that how's that sound uh but yeah that that game will uh that game is definitely gonna i'm sure it's gonna shoot out tomorrow again too i like the brewer spot a lot uh let's move on to the next one though grant anything else we uh missed and touched on or just i mean it's it's cores everyone knows to kind of load up on it and get explorers doing your cash games and tournaments right yeah yeah pretty much and then kind of see what the rockies do with their outfield you never really know who they're going to start out of Cargo, Para, and Dahl. Yep, lineups are definitely important. Uh, let's go on to the next game. St. Louis Cardinals, San Diego Padres, seven and a half total here. And we got uh, Michael Waka Flock of Flame on the mound against Tyson Ross. And uh, seven and a half total for these two seems kind of weird, but uh, these guys are both on the mound here. And uh, I'm annoyed because I, I, I faded the Cardinals when I said they were my favorite stack yesterday because it just, you know, I was able to jam in an Astros stack with Max Scherzer and the Dodgers. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, it was just incredible what I put together. And uh, now I'm kicking myself after how well they played. But uh, I don't think I want to really target them against Tyson Ross. Tyson Ross looked pretty good this year. And uh, what's your take on Waka, too? Like, these seem like two pitchers that uh, I don't really normally want to target on a big slate. But on this slate, I think I have some more interest. What do you think? I don't know. I Like I said, there's I think there's the pitchers in the 7K range. I'd rather go. The Vegas doesn't sit, sit, feel too highly about them going giving them a 7.5 over under. Um, it is in Padres Stadium, so that kind of helps a little bit because Petco is obviously a bit of a better pitcher's park. Um, but still, like, Waka's going up against, what, five lefties probably tomorrow? I mean, we have to wait and see what happens when the lineup comes out. I think I'd be a little bit more prone to stacking the Padres on this small slate than I would be going with Waka. See, I'm just hoping this is like one of those like three, two, four, two games where I don't really have to get much exposure to it. So I'm hoping that I can just kind of stay away from this game. I, I agree with you. There's some cheaper pitchers that I like instead where I can just go down to them, one that we'll get to in, in a little bit too. But uh, I'm just hoping this game kind of just goes under and that if I stay away from it, I'm fine. Like, sure, if you want to take guys as a one-off, like a Franchi Cordero as a one-off or a Matt Carpenter, you know, guys that are, have the right side of the plate, uh, handedness on him I get it but I don't know it feels like a good game just to kind of stay away and hope it just doesn't really get many runs you kind of agree with that I mean like I said I'll probably stack both these guys just because like there's so much ownership that's going to be on these top three teams you got to do something weird on a seven games to eight so the numbers don't really point to them being great plays outside of maybe the lefties for the Padres but I'm, I'm stacking these teams just because like you got to find some place to go weird and it's these two teams like, of the teams with under a four implied team total, they have the best shot at going off. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at that uh, on a uh, on choice. Yeah, you're so great. you're I'm, a cash game guy. I, do I know. It's, it's tough, play. man. It's tough for me to, like, get behind it. I, I, I have to, like, find a spot that I can fall in love with and, uh, like, just – uh, it's, it's tough for me to do, but uh, hey, man, that, that's what you want to do. I, I totally get it. And if it works out, man, you'll be winning a ton of money for sure. Uh, is that about it for that game? You want to move on to the next one? Yep. 
All right, next game, Minnesota Twins, Los Angeles Angels. And uh, I actually think this is a team I might look to target because I just don't think people will be paying for the Angels, and I love the Angels' offense. Uh, I know I'm more of a fan of Kyle Gibson than most others because Kyle Gibson has been uh, a lot better this season than people expected, and he has been a guy I've just been totally targeting, and uh, I've been more of a believer in him than other people have been and just finding the right matchups. But the Angels are not the right matchup, obviously, a team that I'm definitely uh, you know, obviously scared of. But the Angels' offense is as potent as any offense. I kind of think that they're a really interesting stat, Grant, that people won't be on because, uh, hey, it's the Angels and they're expensive and other people just go to and gravitate towards core. So I kind of like them a little bit. And I also like Nick Tropiano against this Twins offense. I, I need to see what the Twins tread out there with their whole lineup. But uh, Tropiano is, you know, not that bad of a pitcher. I think for this price, he's definitely a guy that we can uh, buy in on a little bit here. Uh, what's your take on Tropiano? Tropion is one of like he's a guy that I've been on this entire season and have used a whole lot. I love the kid. Uh, the problem is he's coming off the DL, I believe, so that worries me a little bit. I'm trying to look into stuff. Um, there shouldn't be any. Yeah, there's just right shoulder inflammation, so I don't think there's going to be any uh, pitch restriction. Um, that being said, the Twins don't strike out a whole lot, but I still think that Tropiano's stuff is good enough to kind of mow through them a bit. So Tropion is going to be the guy in the mid-tier that I use the most, I think. And I'm probably rolling with one of these two top price pitchers in Tropiano and Cash over on DK and Fantasy Draft. Yeah, we'll have to see uh, what, what they say about, like, pitch count, right, or, or innings limit. That's obviously something that, to look for. But uh, Vegas buys in with it, too. The numbers, obviously, looking in plate IQ are a little little shaky, uh, obviously a little scary, but I, I'm a buyer in him, too. I'm a believer. I like him in this spot. Uh, who else do you like in this game, Grant? I mean, yeah, you can go pretty much any one of the Angels. Kyle Gibson isn't that great. Obviously, Trout, Upton would be the main guys. Uh, Otani, is he going to be in the lineup tomorrow? Because isn't he pitching on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I could check real quick. I actually have this up. Uh, let me see. Angels. Uh, yes, he's pitching Sunday. So I assume he would sit. They don't. I don't think they like to pitch him right uh, or play him. Uh, in those games so yeah I think you're right I think he ends up sitting then and then I guess we get Cole Calhoun in there I guess you would assume uh yeah Cole, we, we have that in the Roto-Grinders projected we also have Otani in there too so I don't know uh, I guess we'll have to see but uh yeah I want to stack those main guys right the Trout Upton uh those two guys I'm obviously gonna love and you can find ways to get creative with it. like Ian Kinsler in the seven hole uh, just kind of wait for the lineup and yeah, throw, uh, throw in Multinato in there yeah, I, you know what else? I like, I like Zach Cozart just batting towards the top. I mean, don't 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 leave him off. He's a good cash game guy too. That I think I'll be wanting to get some exposure to. But I like the Maldonado thing too. Has a lot of pop and helps again roster an only catcher position for a little bit of value. Uh, any interest in the Twins or just move on from this game? Move on from this game. All right, let's go to the next game. We got the Cincinnati Reds, Los Angeles Dodgers, last game of the slate, and uh, definitely a game I think we're going to want to get some hitters in. Uh, we got Ross Stripling on the one side, but uh, we got Homer Bailey on the opposite. So uh, Dodgers lefties sound like a fun time. They didn't work out against Matt Harvey. Maybe people were all annoyed about that. And, uh, you know, this this Reds bullpen uh, obviously was getting the job done. Uh, the game is still going on, so maybe that ends up turning around. I don't know what the score is now, but when we started on here, uh, they were not doing so hot. So uh, what do we do here, Grant, with uh, the Dodgers? We load up on those lefties again uh, on, uh, against Homer Bailey? I mean, not just the lefties. What do you think his hard hit rate is this year to righties? Oh, against righties. So against righties, I'm going to go with 37%. 54.5. Jeez, it's that high? Wow, that's crazy to think. I mean, oh, I, I hope the Dodgers keep disappointing tonight. I'm pulling up the score now. Yeah, it's 5-1 in the bottom seven. I mean, Grant, I hope the Dodgers just keep laying an egg. I know I have some guys in cash right now, but I'm already cashing, so I'm fine with it. 
man, if the Dodgers just lay an absolute stinker here, uh, I like going back to the well on them and their prices are right too. We can easily, obviously get in like a top end pitcher with them. Uh, I think this is a great spot for the Dodgers. I love how you obviously pointed that out. Played IQ with the, that, that number because uh, that's going to be good. So who do you want on the Dodgers? I guess if you're prioritizing, let's say you prioritize four Dodgers hitters, Grant, which are the four you really want to prioritize in like your stack? Bellinger, Grandal, Puig is by far my favorite. And, then just go any other one. Like, honestly, any guy that has power, you can go with. That's pretty much any guy with power you can go throw into your lineup. Yeah, I think the way I think the way I'm going to go on this slate, I'm going to prioritize uh, Jock Randall, uh, Bellinger, and then go with Kemp. And then, uh, you know, see how the rest of the lineup shakes up. I don't hate the Max Muncy one. Uh, you know, Max Muncy is a cheap value. that uh, He has a little bit of pop in him. Uh, I wouldn't overlook that completely. And I feel like his ex woba you know, it's one of the best on the team. And, like, the a- average exit velocity, too, one of the highest on the team. He He's a guy, yes, he can swing and miss, but he can hit home runs. So uh, I, I don't want to sleep on him as, like, an interesting value play in the wraparound stack. So, uh, like, maybe throwing him in there in the, for the five-man. But, uh, obviously, it's like Dodgers, going to like them in cash, going to like them in tournaments, definitely going to get some exposure to them. On the red side of the ball, you got Ross Stripling. Any interest in Ross Stripling? He's one of those mid-tier pitchers that I think is interesting, but I just mid-tier. don't – He's 4.4K. He's oh, so he's 4.4K. I saw the wrong – I was, like, at the wrong uh, wrong spot. He, how is he 4.4K today? That's crazy. I don't know if he's going to go the entire game. I need, I need to check. Well, you, you keep talking. I'm going to check out his game logs. I, yeah, I, I well – I mean, one thing I like to talk about, Grant, like I played Matt Koch today, or Cook, I should say. Uh, and, uh, you know, people might want to say it's crazy, but when you're trying to jam these offenses, I played him and he got me 12.6 points for 4.4K. Like, I'm a believer in if you think that pitcher can get you double digits, like at that price, why aren't you playing him? Uh, it just seems crazy to me to not play him at that price. So, uh, that's a really cheap price tag. I mean, I'm not believing Homer Bailey can do it, but at 4.4K, you know, Vegas agrees. The Reds have a low run total, and Stripling in his outing against the uh, San Diego Padres, let's see, he went 68 pitches and had 15.4 fantasy points. Again, let's say he was on a 70-pitch count, right? But let's say he got you 10 fantasy points, and it helped you jam in the Coors bats with a guy like a Charlie Morton or an Noah Syndergaard. Like, wouldn't you want to do that, Grant? I'll, I'll just do it right now. Go to DraftKings, type in Charlie Morton, and then type in – here you go, Ross Stripling, and now I have 4.1K for all my positions. Like, I can just get endless bats in this scores game and really load up. So what's your take on the Stripling? I guess he's the cheap guy we go if we really want to jam the bats, correct? I mean, the problem is that, like, it all depends on – if Syndergaard is in play, then it makes him a little bit more enticing because Syndergaard and Morton are probably going to split a lot of the ownership considering they're the only two guys to pay up for. If Syndergaard is out of play, then I'm not touching Stripling because I know so many people – are going to try and pair him with Morton, and it's just going to raise both their ownership. I'm going to be doing, in tournaments at least, a lot more just middle-of-the-line stuff. Um, I think I'd still rather go with Tropiano or a few other guys in cash. So I, I think I'm just staying away from Stripling because I'm, I'm, I don't think he's going to go more than four innings. Like, I'll, I'll see – like, wait for news, see if there's going to be a pitch limit, but I'm guessing he's not going to go more than 70, 75. Yeah, there's obviously something you got to be searching on Twitter and just try and find the news on, uh, and it's going to be important. Because, again, like I said, dude, if you can if you can get this top-end pitcher like a Morton or a Syndergaard and pair him with a Stripling, and like I said, we like some of these guys in the mid-tier. And like I said, you like Tropiano. Uh, and there's some guys in the mid-tier to like, but if Stripling can just get you 10 or 12 fantasy points, it might just get you all those bats that you want to have and help you win the slate. So I think it's interesting. It's obviously not a cash game thing to do, but I think it's an interesting tournament strategy. Uh, again, it didn't work out for me. Uh, I mean, it worked out because I got the points that I wanted from my pitchers, but I did not get the points I wanted from my bats. So that was kind of the problem there. So uh, I, 
I always think it's interesting when a pitcher is in that 4K range to obviously consider. So uh, that's kind of my takeaway there. Uh, anything else, Grant? Any any interest in the Reds bats then? I mean, that, that Dodgers bullpen is good. I don't really want to mess around with these Reds bats. I think we just stay away from them on this slate, correct? I, I think I'd rather go with the Cardinals or the Padres. I mean, some of these prices are a little bit enticing, but overall they're kind of spendy um, considering – so Strickling's a more of a reverse splits guy than he is just, or either that or neutral. Um, so like the guys that hit the ball hard against him are all righties. And I don't really want Pariah. I don't want Suarez. Like there's, there's just nothing in this lineup. I mean, depending, maybe, maybe if they get some power righties in there, which I don't think they have any, then it could be a little scary, but just no. And I mean, the Dodgers bullpen hasn't been great this year, but it's, it's due for some positive regression. Yeah, uh, that that's perfectly fine, Grant. Uh, that wraps up, about wraps up the slate, though, for us. So we got to do one more thing before we get out of here. Let's do uh, let's do the stack of the day. What's your favorite stack to stack up? I mean, you hit the A stack well today. You hit all those home runs. Hopefully, you can find them again. Uh, what is your stack of the day, Grant? Do you want me to go first, or you got one already to go? I mean, how off the board do you want to go? Because the obvious there's the three obvious ones, and then there's the slightly less obvious one of the Dodgers. Do we want to go another one besides that? Uh, we, we just cross off cores normally. Uh, I mean, just go with like the contrarian one, right? The one that you think is just going to, you know, the low on one that you think is going to win tournaments for. Obviously, we like a lot of these stacks, but go for the one that you think is contrarian. Then it's going to be the cards. It's absolutely going to be the cards. No one's going to have them. The prices aren't too bad. You can pay up for more Norris center guard easily. Um, I mean, you want to have fame in there, but outside of that, there's not a single guy over 3.8K. Uh, I think they're going to go off even in this tough ballpark. I think Ross gets beat up a little bit. All right, well, mine, it's kind of expensive, but I'm going with the Angels, man. Uh, I'm just going to buy on the talent of this team and this offense. Uh, again, Kyle Gibson, uh, he can have bad games too, right? He's not the greatest pitcher, and I know people uh, you know, have been picking on him early. Maybe they stop picking on him. Maybe they see it and they go, oh, I'm done picking on Kyle Gibson. You know what? I'm going to go the opposite way uh, just because I love this Angels offense. They're one of my uh, favorite offenses to watch. So uh, give me the Angels stack as my favorite stack of the day. But uh, that about wraps up the slate, Grant. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me on the pod. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely a good time. And, uh, hey, I just – you know how I mentioned Max Muncy, Grant? Uh, Max Muncy just hit a home run, so there you go. Uh, he I heard my phone it. vibrate. I was wondering who it was. Yeah, it was Max Muncy. So, uh, yeah, just pulled up Twitter really fast and saw that. So, Max Muncy hit a home run. He does have a little pop in him. So, again, uh, like that Dodgers wraparound stack with him. But that wraps up the slate, Grant. Thanks a lot for joining me. Uh, really enjoyed having you on, and hopefully we'll have you back uh, next weekend or in a couple weekends. Sounds good? Yep. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. If you have any questions, uh, give us a follow on Twitter. It's Gene Neifer, uh 7 correct, Grant? And then I'm at Travis Van Gogh. Zero seven. Sorry. Zero man. Gene Neifer 7 And I'm at Travis Van Gogh, T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Again, thanks a lot for joining us, guys, and we are out of here. Thank it. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.